0: You are listening to the weekly sermon
1: from Elevation Community Church in Blanchester, Ohio. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Phil Nelson. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit myelevationcc.org. Would
0: you please open your Bibles or your uh, Bible apps to Colossians chapter 1. It's after... Uh, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. We're literally going to read the whole chapter, so if there's a Bible near you or you do have a Bible app, please pull that out. You're just going to see on the screen verse by verse, so it's not all going to be on there. I just feel like the Lord, uh, this is the season that the Lord wants us to focus on his word in Colossians and the next Two Sundays after this, we're going to take Colossians 2, 3, and 4, and we're going to look at the whole book, the whole book of Colossians from chapter 1 to chapter 4, and we're going to see what God is speaking to us as a church. And so could we read together? I'm even going to pull out my phone app. This will be in the New Living Translation. So here we go, verse one. This letter is from the Apostle Paul. Chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. And from our brother, Timothy. Timothy is a disciple of the Apostle Paul by the way. Verse two, we are writing to God's holy people. Can you say holy? Holy. Okay. I'm going to ask you throughout the reading just to kind of um, say a word here and there so that it sticks in our brains. We are writing to God's holy people in the city of Colossae who are faithful brothers and sisters in Christ. Say in Christ, in Christ may God our Father give you grace and peace. Grace is undeserved favor. And the peace, this is the peace that only God gives. Verse 3. We always pray for you and we give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. For we have heard of your faith in Jesus Christ. And your love for all God's people takes me back to Jesus' words of the greatest commandment. Love him with all your heart, soul, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. For we have heard your faith in Christ and your love for all of God's people. Verse five, which comes from your confident hope of what god has reserved for you in heaven you have had this expectation ever since you first heard the truth of the good news the good news is translated a lot of times as the gospel if you hear the gospel of jesus the gospel means good news Verse 6, The same good news that came to you is going out. Say going out. going out. It's going out all over the world. It is bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives. Can you say changing lives? When the gospel of Jesus is received and planted in a person's life, it changes that life. So a lot of people say, well, how do I know if I'm saved or not? Your life has changed from death to life. You are new. You are different. Bobby and Brittany, it's good to see you. Bobby and Brittany are missionaries uh, from here to El Salvador, and we support them financially uh, just a little bit uh, every year. Bobby and Brittany, could you just stand I'm sorry, I'm interrupting the word of God, but I saw you. you stand and we just say welcome? Go ahead. This is God's providence. I love it because he's saying that his gospel is going all over the world. Bobby and Brittany have sacrificed everything to bless and pour into youth in El Salvador. And they're seeing life change, aren't you? Verse 7, you learned about the good news from Epaphras, our beloved co-worker. He is Christ's faithful servant, and he is helping us on your behalf. He has told us about the love for others that the Holy Spirit has given you. The love of the Father can only be in us through the power of the Holy Spirit. This is love that the world cannot manufacture. Verse 9. So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask, here's the prayer for believers. We ask God to give you complete, say complete, knowledge. Say knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Say wisdom and understanding. <laughs> then the way you live. Uh oh, now we're stepping on Christian toes. Or shall I say, religious toes? Then the way you live. Then the fruit you produce, not the words you say. Not the bumper sticker you have and not the t-shirts you wear every day. The way you live will always honor and please the Lord and your lives will produce, say produce every kind of good fruit all the while you will grow say grow as you learn to know god better and better we also pray verse 11 that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power so you will have all the endurance and patience how many need endurance and patience Mm. endurance and patience that you need, may you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. He has enabled you to share an inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light of Christ Jesus. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness. Who's thankful for that? and transferred us into a kingdom, the kingdom of his dear son, who purchased our freedom with his blood and forgave our sins, who's thankful for forgiveness. Now, verse 15, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through uh, uh, through him, God created everything. In the heavenly realms and on earth, he made the things we can see and the things we cannot see, such as thrones, kingdoms, and rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him he existed before anything else jesus and he holds all creation together that includes your messed up life he holds it together y'all christ is also the head of the church it did not say your pastor is the head of the church nor did it say the elders of your local body is the head of the church jesus is head of the church any church that does not have jesus as a head is a false gospel church don't go to it he is the beginning he's supreme over all who rise from the dead so he is first in everything say first For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. This includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemy, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. This is who you were. And if you don't have Jesus, this is kind of a bio of who you are right now. You were his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now, say now. Now, now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in Jesus' physical body. As a result, he has brought you into his own body presence and you are holy say holy Holy. do you believe it you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault but you but you who is blameless and holy and without fault in his sight but you must continue to believe this truth don't stop And don't drift away from the assurance you received when you heard the gospel. The good news has been preached all over the world. And I, Paul, have been appointed as God's servant to proclaim it. Verse 24. I am glad when I suffer for you in my body. For I am participating in the sufferings of Jesus Christ that continue for his body, the church. God has given the responsibility of serving his church by proclaiming his entire message to you. This message was kept secret. The message of Jesus was kept secret for centuries and generations past. But now, say now, but now it has been revealed to God's people. For God wanted them to know that the riches of glory of Christ are for you Gentiles as well. And this is the secret. Say secret. Christ lives in you. The hope of glory. This gives you assurance of sharing in his future glory. So we tell others about Christ, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom God has given us. We want to present them to God perfect in the relationship to Christ. That's why I work to struggle so hard depending on Christ's mighty power that works within me. Jesus, we need the Holy Spirit that you have sent to us to understand and comprehend what it is you're telling us through your word. Open our eyes, open our minds, open our hearts, open our spirits to you, our emotions, our will, our everything. May we listen to you speaking to our hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen. So what I want to do today is I just want to give us three thoughts from this chapter. We're going to do the same in the coming weeks, and then we're going to apply it by taking those three key points and making them into prayers to God, and we're going to have time to pray and seek the face of the Lord. The first thing that jumps off the page, the first main point is this. Paul prays that we would have the knowledge, the knowledge of his will. All through my Christian life, one of the biggest questions I always ask God in prayer was, God, will you show me your will? Any believer in this room or watching online, I think at one point or another, has asked the question, God, what's your will for my life? I want to know your will. And his will just seems to be a mystery to so many believers. It's not a mystery. He has made it plain to us. Romans 12, 1 through 2 says, when you don't conform to the patterns of this world, but you are transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you will know God's perfect will for your life. And many times throughout the New Testament, it will also say, this is the will of the Lord. It's very clear what his will is. Are you willing to dig deep and know his will for your life? And we have to ask Holy Spirit, Jesus even said that you would be our counselor, you would be our guide, and you would help us understand the gospel message of Jesus. In order to understand the truth of God in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit has to reveal it to you. The world is blind to it. And so we have to ask God for his will his understanding, and for wisdom. Who in this room right now knows that you need the wisdom and knowledge and understanding? All hands should be up. Yeah, yeah. Why is this important? Why does Paul start out with saying, this is what you need, and this is what we pray you will receive? Why? when we need to understand the why, it's so that we would live in a way that honors and glorifies Jesus. In order to do that, you need to have wisdom that's not of this world. Galatians 5 talks about the fruit that one's life filled with the Spirit should produce. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, Gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. That's the fruit of the Spirit. And so when we have the knowledge of His will and spiritual wisdom and understanding that only comes from the Spirit of God, through the Word of God, then we produce fruit that is spiritual and not earthly. So many Christians I've talked to just struggle with producing fruit. You cannot produce fruit if the seed of the word has not been planted in your life and watered and empowered by the Holy Spirit. So start there if you're not seeing fruit in your life. Start with heart surgery and a life transformation through Jesus. Let the Holy Spirit resurrect you. Put your dead self in the ground and allow Jesus Christ to live in you and through you, the hope of glory. Number two, number two is the supremacy of Christ. It's a bigger word usually, especially for me. I don't use big words all the time. The supremacy of Christ means that Jesus is supreme he's supreme. He's over all, he's in all, and all things are held together by Jesus. One of my favorite teachers and authors is John Piper, and uh, he has this message on the supremacy of Christ, and I would just like us to take three minutes to just listen to this video on how Christ is supreme. Go ahead.
1: there is anything admirable, if there is anything worthy of praise in all the universe, it is summed up in Jesus Christ. He is always infinitely admirable in everything and over everything supreme, over all galaxies and endless reaches of space, over the earth, from the top of Mount Everest, 29,000 feet up to the bottom of the Pacific Ocean, 36,000 feet down in the Mariana Trench in the Pacific Rim. He is sovereign and supreme over all plants and animals from the peaceful blue whale to the microscopic killer viruses. He is supreme over all weather and all movements of the earth. Hurricanes, tornadoes, monsoons, earthquakes, avalanches. As Abraham Kuyper famously said and many of you know there is not one square inch on planet earth over which the risen Christ does not say mine and I rule it I am supreme over it we must know this Christ and though it may not seem to you as though he holds such supreme rule now it is but a matter of very short time until he comes with the glory of his father and all his angels in flaming fire giving relief to those who trust him and absolutely destroying to the uttermost in everlasting conscious torment those who have rejected him saying where is your God? He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything, he might be preeminent.
0: That is who Jesus is. And whether we live like it, whether we declare it, whether we believe it, or whether we like it or not, Christ is over all things. And so we see in Colossians that we are to have the knowledge and pray for the knowledge of his will, spiritual wisdom and understanding. And that is all grounded in the cornerstone that Christ is supreme. And the third thing that we see in Colossians 1 is the mandate to make Christ known. We call this evangelism. We call this witnessing. To others. And when someone is saved and transformed by Jesus, they cannot stop talking about Jesus because he's changed their lives. Evangelism is at the core of the great commission that Jesus left us to go into all the world. And proclaim the gospel of Jesus, teaching and baptizing those, making disciples of all nations. Why? Because Christ is with us and in us to the ends of the age. That's what we as followers of Jesus are to do. When we become Christians, we are not called to be a part of a church that's a cruise ship. We take all our baggage and all our possessions and we just gorge at the buffet of Jesus and church and program and the pastors and the messages and the wonderful things that are all good. But there's only so much that you are to be fed before you start feeding others. We are to be a battleship and a hospital, a battleship of we are fighting this evil world of darkness. We are at war. Now, the battle's already won at the cross, but we are at war. And sometimes our brothers and sisters get wounded and hurt and broken and shattered And they need a hospital. And the church is to be the hospital. Church is to love people, not judge people. You never know if the person beside you or in front of you or behind you has a big open gash wound from the trials of life. And they just need to know that they're seen, heard, and loved. Church, we got to stop judging people. We're going to start loving people. Well, they're not doing the will of God. Do they even know Jesus? You may be the very person that can love them like Jesus. The church is to be a hospital, but you don't stay in the hospital bed forever. You're to get back up, and you're to grow, and you're to learn, and then you're to go in and fight the battles that the Lord gives you. So we need to make Christ known. So often, and you you think that this comes easy to me. Being on stage is easy because I feel like I was born on a stage. It's all I know. But I tell you, every Sunday, I'm trembling in my shoes to come up because I don't know the word like some of you know. I feel so inadequate. But it's not me giving this message. It's the Holy Spirit speaking through us. And so many of you do not share the good news of Jesus because you, feel, you don't feel confident. You drown in the sea of fear, guilt, shame, and fear of man. But let me tell you what will unlock evangelism for you is to understand it was never about you. The only thing about you is that you're loved and you're chosen and bought with a price. And now his life lives in through you. But if you make it about yourself, you're not going to share the gospel. Because you're going to see your fears and you're going to compare yourself and you're going to, and, and, and you're going to be shy and turn away. You're going to be distracted by all the, the glimmering and sparkling things of this world that you don't share the good news of Jesus. So the secret is make Jesus the one thing in your life. Make Jesus the one thing. If you make him the one thing, everything flows from Jesus. You don't have to worry about what you're going to say. Jesus is going to speak through you. You don't have to have the word memorized. You need to know Jesus, the author of the word. I I know, I know young believers in Christ. I've seen it. I've witnessed it. First come to Christ and they begin to speak the word of God that they have never read. Because the word, the word, Jesus is called the word, lives in them. Now, it's important to know the word and to be in it. But it's the Holy Spirit that waters that word. And it becomes real to all of us. It's all about Jesus. If you make it about anything else than Jesus, you're missing Jesus. Jesus plus nothing is everything. Verse 28 says it so clearly in chapter one of Colossians. So we tell others about Christ. We warn everyone and teach everyone with all wisdom, by the way, that's the first point that he prays for, that God has given us. We want to present people to God perfect in the relationship with Jesus. So the key summary of this message is it's all about Jesus. Jesus. And so I've asked our sound to just bring up some uh, just ambient music and I want to just lead us in a time of prayer. What we're going to do is we're going to we're going to read a prayer out loud. And then I'm going to give you 45 to 60 seconds to continue the thought of prayer under those three themes. We're going to ask the Lord for knowledge and wisdom and understanding. We're going to ask for boldness and a relationship with Jesus to grow. And then we're going to ask for his power to give us the courage and the boldness to proclaim Jesus to the lost and dying world. And so the first point is prayer for spiritual wisdom and understanding. Can we read this together? Ready? Father, we come before you with a humble heart asking for an outpouring of spiritual wisdom and understanding. Now, I would love for you, for us all, to now bow our hearts, our eyes, if needed, continue that prayer personally for you. Number two is prayer for transformation and deliverance in our lives. Deliverance comes from when we let darkness in. We open a door of our life to darkness. Well, what is that? Anything that is not of Jesus. Anything that doesn't glorify Jesus. Jesus. And so we need transformation and deliverance so that Christ may be able to fill us completely and operate fully out of us. So let's read this together. Father, we thank you for rescuing us from the domain of darkness and transferring us to the kingdom of your beloved son, Jesus. We pray for continued transformation in our lives as we become more and more like Jesus. Now continue that prayer and ask him to show you what needs to be laid down and let go at the cross. his peace and his presence and lastly number three we want to make Christ known to others and I know that there's so many here that you're already being bombarded with lies and guilt and shame for not sharing or not telling people and you know what God's grace is sufficient. Yeah, we can learn from that. We don't want to hide his word in our in just in our heart and not let others see it and hear it. But we're all human. We struggle with this and we need the power of the Holy Spirit to make us bold. And so we're going to pray together for this boldness. I pray that you would genuinely mean it, God. I want that fire in me that burns so much that people just can't stop looking at you in me that's the greatest witness is when you are a billboard for Jesus let's read together Father we ask you Father to give us boldness and courage to tell others about Christ May your words of life flow through us as we make you known and teach everyone with all the wisdom God has given us. Now seek the Lord individually. What do you need from him to make him known to others? If we could put up the lyrics, the chorus of Worthy of It All, I would love for us just to lift our voices a cappella. Hopefully I'll find the right key for us. You're worthy of it all. You're worthy of it all. For from you. For from you are all things And to you are all things You deserve the glory Sing it out You're worthy of it all Can we stand? You're worthy of it all For from you are all things and true you are all things you deserve the glory and I am so
1: You
0: may be seated. And so today we have confidence and a hope that as we seek the Lord with all our hearts, we will be found by him. And we seek him today for a spirit of knowledge and understanding and wisdom. James 1 says, if you need wisdom, you lack wisdom, seek the Lord and ask for it, but believe him for it. And our hope and our lives are to be built on the cornerstone of Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Nothing else matters. Every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Every knee will bow. Jesus is supreme over all. And I pray for each and every person here in this church, ECC that we would not be silent any longer. There is a lost and dying world in Blanchester and the surrounding communities that need to know and hear and see Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon. If you'd like to go deeper with another resource from our church, please check out our weekly Impact Bible study podcast as well. Both of our podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.